Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC-Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? We're men! Men on the Welcome to the New Gen on Mission Podcast on the North South Connection. I'm Tislanka. I'm JP. Thanks, thanks for joining us again. As always, we are on a journey to relive the new generation era to find the best and some of the worst of a wrestling, wrestling time period often forgotten. For Brennan Shaw Survivor Series 92 to Brennan Shaw Survivor Series 7, we look beyond the pay-per-views, examine the weekly TV, see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how's life going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. In the midst of summers, my Kid, my daughter was in the pool for like seven hours. So I felt like a uh, <laughs> Florida summer today, where we just kids in the pool all day and barbecue, and it was, it was a good day. So um, yeah. about to go about to go on a golf trip. So you know you can't can't complain when you got a bunch of stuff going on in the summer. How about yourself? Yeah, we we do the same. I mean, we we have a pool, and it's like um, I don't know. We don't use it as like when when we didn't have a pool well, where we lived before, and we would go to like a my mother-in-law's house and stuff, they had a pool. Like, my daughter would want to swim all the time. Yeah, we have a pool. We've been living here for a while, and it's like, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't really want to go in. Like, you kind of have to force them to go in. So, And we live in Florida, so you think, like, right. you want to go in every damn day. But, I don't know, I guess it's just one of those things when you're spoiled to it. It's not as, like, yeah, uh, different or whatever, you know. And I'm, and I'm sure you're the one that has to do all the work. Of course. It's, uh. Oh, well, we have pool guys, so we, no, I don't, I don't clean it or anything like that. Oh, you don't? Okay. okay. No, yeah, we have a service that comes out, um, right. once a week, so we're, we're too bougie for that. I ain't doing that shit. I ain't right. having our pool collapse and the cement go through with my dumb ass <laughs> messing with it, so. There ain't no way I'm touching that, but yeah, it's a, it is a hassle. Like, if I, it's not something, it, when we got, like, we have my, um, wife's dad who passed away his old house, and. Okay. Like if I were gonna get, if we were gonna get another house, I a pool would not be like um, a deal breaker. Like I wouldn't have to have a pool. Like I thought yeah, yeah. we would have to have it, and my kids would love it. But it's like, eh, it's whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. Awesome. So let's move on to uh, some wrestling talk. Some oh yeah, or April uh, wrestling. Does that sound good? Oh man, I mean, does it get any better than that? No, no, it does not. It does not, and especially our opening match. So we got, uh, we're gonna go raw. This is a taped raw, but four four raw. And we get Adam Bomb Earthquake. I mean, what's a better way to start right, to, right. to start off the, the celebration? So, uh, a f- actual feud for Adam Bomb, which you know, I was just on a JT uh, and Ryan Gray's adventure. We were just shit talking uh, <laughs> Adam Bomb's lack of feud. So, uh, but here we go, a feud, I guess, from from a rematch from WrestleMania, which is this is kind of theme of this Raw, is right. the kind of rematch of WrestleMania. But uh, 
We've got Gorilla Monsoon on commentary, uh, which is weird with Vince. I, I don't think they're the best pairing of all time. And right. This, but this has been a problem with the Raws, is like this rotating guest uh, appearance. Uh, I think mm-hmm. sometimes they're good, but it, there's definitely lack of chemistry, and especially on these like tapings where they're kind of rushing a guy out there to, to talk on things that are going to happen a month from when they taped it. So, um, so anyways, we start off raw with a clip of Adam Bomb and Earthquake fighting in the locker room uh, before it. So they're kind of Adam Bomb's kind of talking about how Earthquake jumped him. It mania wasn't fair, so this will be the real match. Uh, I actually thought it, uh, Earthquake sold this match really well. Like he made it seem like it was a really hard fought math match. Probably not Adam Bomb's strength here is because he's not that strong of a guy, so he's right. not able to do anything like very athletic with Earthquake. Like it's a lot of like shoulder tackles and weak clotheslines, but he's never, he's not strong enough to like slam Earthquake or, you know, really work him over. He's not a finesse guy, uh, but Earthquake looked gassed during the match. I mean, I'm guessing just because, again, who Earthquake usually fights are small jobbers that he can kind of toss around, uh, and kind of picking up mm-hmm. Adam Bomb, it's a lot of work. So he looked really gassed. I thought he, he really sold it well. Earthquake kind of wins a clean match, so puts him over really as a really strong contender. Uh, and then also during the match, we get Fink and Harvey Whippleman fighting outside, so clearly setting up this massive feud between <laughs> Fink and Harvey Whippleman, uh, which is just unnecessary. But um, overall, pretty solid match, way better than their Mania match. I get why their Mania match was 30 seconds was because of you know the time limit stuff, but this was this was more of a, a good fought match between the two competitors. Didn't make Anabom look bad. But he held up against Earthquake again. Mm-hmm. Earthquake guy that took out Hogan, uh, so kind of I think it gives some credibility to to Anabom as well. Uh, so fun little match to uh, start off our, our RAW. Yeah, I thought it was a fine a fine little match. It wasn't bad or anything. I just don't get the pairing of these two. Like, like I don't know why because Earthquake is still relatively young too. Like he's not this like grizzled veteran that's kind of like. Well, he looks he looks like he's eight hundred. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> he's got the mo disease. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, he doesn't like, he's not like the guy that's, I don't know, I, I would have given somebody Adam Bomb can like squat, I, I would put him in like a, a program with Virgil or something like that yeah. he can, you know, toss him around still, um, and he's kind of a veteran, he, I mean, Virgil sucks, but at least he can like easily do the job for Adam Bomb. now you're just like, you're beating him again, it's just kind of weird, like, I don't know what the like the end game is here. Maybe they're just maybe they really are just done with Adam Bomb, you know, with Kevin Nash being the shiny new toy like we've said before. But um, it was still a better match. Like he is getting a little bit better. It seems like, but I don't know. It just seems like wasted talent so far, and it kind of sucks because he yeah. was like a you know big athletic guy. I felt like they could have done something more with him. Well, he's going to be around for a lot. I mean, we were talking about this on, right. on our thing. He's still around for another year. They just don't do anything with it. Nothing. If you say they're they're going nowhere with this, I really think, and I'm nervous of, I think we're getting a lot of Harvey Whippleman fighting her, um, The Fink. The Fink. I think we're getting yeah. a lot of that. I, I, yeah. I kind of remember this, so I think so there I. is something to come out of it. So that, that's just a sad state of affairs of where we are at uh of 94 right now with with these guys. So uh, you want to keep moving along? Yeah, so uh, then we get like a, a quick little recap of Luger and Perfect, um, something that they kind of, you know, they harp on this feud a lot for a while now. Um, like they just keep showing like the replays of Perfect Screw and Luger and stuff like that. And Gorilla's in the ring, which is kind of cool having him be the in-ring guy. Um, and he kind of welcomes Mr. Perfect back. Like, they make this seem like Perfect's been gone forever. Like, he really hasn't been gone that long. So it's kind of weird in that, like, sense. Like, that he's some big return. 
Um, but I guess he's been long enough, I guess. Um, and Perfect is just like talking about how he's a, he's still a man of integrity and he kind of blames Luger for like messing with both the managers and everything. And then he says once he touched him, he had to, he had to disqualify him. So just that little touch, I guess, is just kind of <clears throat> building on how Perfect is an asshole, but it's kind of lame. Like it's kind of lame reasoning too. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like they could have built off of something. Like they, the guys had a WrestleMania match. Like, Luger and Perfect did. Like, they could have yep. built off something like that instead of this weird... And maybe they are kind of subtly doing that, but it's just not... I'm not really into it. Um, but they are kind of just, you know, leading into this. And then uh, after that, we get a quick Razor Ramon squash. And he's kind of... Razor's been kind of weird lately. Like, you know, he has this great WrestleMania match. Um, and, like, there's not really, like, a feud brewing yet with him. Like, I, I, you, you know it's going to be Sean or whatever, or what's going to happen, but I don't know. It's just a, a couple of weeks of staleness, I guess, as we'll see. Um, maybe they're just waiting for something else to simmer that I, that I know happens in a couple of weeks, but just a, a quick little squash from him. Um, and then I'll just cover this next quick match. Yep. Um, so we finally get the 10 man tag that we were going to have at mania, which is awesome. So like you said earlier about like getting the full Adam bomb match and getting this kind of like, it's kind of like a make right. Um, on this episode of Raw. So we got Jarrett, IRS, uh, the Head Shrinkers, and Rick Martell versus Bob Holly, one, two, three kid, Tatanka, and the Smoking Guns. And I just, my first note was, ah, the colors on this. Like, <laughs> all the guys in this match are just so odd. Like, this is just like 94 wrestling to me. Just when I, I see this match, and I'm just like, this, I wish this was on Mania. Like, th- they could have cut out so much more and had this on WrestleMania, and it would have helped the card. Um, tremendously, I think. And like, within this match too, I feel like the standouts were, um, Kid, Bob Holly, and Jeff Jarrett. So like, the three younger guys that they kind of want to push maybe. And especially Holly and Jarrett. Like, I feel like, I wish they'd have been, and, and maybe they do later on, but I, I hope they get like some kind of feud out of this. I don't think they do, but I wish there was some kind of like, you know, long going feud between these two, because it's, they work so well together, and they, they, they're kind of like the same mold and the same style. So it was pretty cool just to see this match. You know, like a lot of uh, athletic guys in there. Um, and eventually uh, the ring fills into like a brawl with all the guys, which is pretty cool when they do that. Um, kid, like, gets a sick uh, spin kick and then goes to hit a dive in the corner on IRS and misses the dive and just, like, crashes, and IRS gets the pin on him. Like... A lot of people might think this is like a lame finish, but I love that you play off of a guy who's like a, a risk taker and he misses it and then that's how he gets beat. So like, you know, it, it plays in the psychology of like a high risk maneuver. Like if you always do a leg drop from the top and it always works or you always do whatever and it always works, it's not really high risk. It's you're always hitting it. So, yep. Um, something like that was cool and, IRS is such a good, like, we're going to see it later on. Dude, I'm, like, so much higher on IRS right now. It's crazy. Like, I I was glad he got the win. He was sweaty as shit after the match. But, you know, up to his gimmick on that. But, yeah, fun little fun little 10-man. And, and so far, a solid Raw, I, w- I would say. Yeah. Uh, so a couple notes I have. Um the only thing I said on the Razor Squash is they, they start talking about how 
they're really bringing up Diesel. They kind of say how we can't toss Diesel around like this. So, okay, they're bringing up that's a feud. Yeah. Throughout this whole Raw, they're really talking this 900 number that you can call and vote for next week who the Quebecers would fight, which would be either the Bushwhackers, which I know you spent your life savings to call that in, (laughs) or or, uh, Men on the Mission, or uh, it's not the Head Oh, Smoking Guns. But it's not the Head Shrinkers, right? Not not the Head Shrinkers are not one of the teams listed. So really interesting, weird there. Uh, Vince has a ton of White House, uh, the 10-minute tags. He has a bunch of White House jokes, so clearly getting political, especially when IRS is in there. Uh, weird that also the faces come out to Tatanka's music in total. And then my next note, which is exactly what we said, that it really sucks they couldn't find a way to make this into WrestleMania. Like, it feels like just one of those things where just get them out there for three minutes and run them out there and run them back. Like, this could have mm-hmm. been, you know, even just to get them on there, it's really weird they didn't. Like you said, just would have been a cool match. Uh, and then my next note, which is again something else, I just think Kid is so much better than everyone else in this. Like, he, the crowd goes nuts for when, when he's doing his moves, when everyone's in the ring, the crowd goes nuts, which is really brought on by Kid. Uh, it's weird that Tatanka and IRS really don't get into it much. Right, uh, right. That, that'd be one complaint. And then on the end, I do like your, I, I, you know, I didn't really think about that, of like why he did a high-risk move and failed. The only thing I would give it is like IRS at least should have done something. Like he literally just pins him off of that move. Like it was yeah. kind of finish on that or put his foot on the ropes. Like, pull just his something. tights or something. Yeah, pull his yeah. tights or something. You know, just something to kind of get over. Like mm-hmm. I really like your point about, hey, it's a high-risk move. Like you, you take it, but it's it's kind of lame that he just like falls on him. So, right. Uh, but yeah, fun match. The crowd went nuts for everyone in the ring. It just shows like, with not much like creativity, all you have to do is get a bunch of people in the ring, and the crowd will eat it up. Like so, I don't think it's that hard to put together some of these matches to have every once in a while. Like I said, to get everyone on the card and to get the crowd pumped up. Yeah, and I think I think like I, I still need to go back and like fact check this, but I think this is like the Jerry Jarrett like Memphis influence. Like they're it's you'll we'll see especially on the episode of superstars coming up like the heat like they're they're just like they're doing like simple stuff to get the crowd involved and we weren't seeing that before like you know it was just simple regular matches that the crowd was they were okay with but you know like you go to like a simple formula like this it just it's just something different it's exciting like you're gonna you're always gonna have action you have all these guys and i know Vince doesn't like tag teams. He probably doesn't even like these matches either, but, no. you know, it works. The formula does work, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, just the crowd's so into it. Like, that, that again, right. that's what I would just to vote for is, like, look, listen to the crowd. Like, listen mm-hmm. to your people. So um, then we get a Heartbreak Hotel. So this is Shawn Michaels' uh, interview segment out uh, next. And it, it's it's really weird and, and kind of hokey yeah. in my eyes. Like, i just oh. not a big fan of it. Uh, Diesel's out there too, but it, I, I can't even tell where it's from. Like, it definitely feels like it's weird, not broadcast from the same raw taping, but, uh, we'll see it throughout the next couple weeks. Like, it's, yeah, it's stale. Hotel, yeah, it's very stale. It yeah, cause he's, he, both of them are supposed to be bigger than this, right? Like, right. I, I don't know. Piper had the Piper's Pit, so maybe, but mo- usually the times, like, they're, they're not, uh, you know, the main face or fate, you know, heel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it definitely feels a little stale, but I get it. They're trying to keep Sean involved in feuds, but uh, I don't know. Well, it's like, like I have like a memory in my head of oh, I mean, the Heartbreak Hotel was cool. It was this like cool interview segment, but Sean's not like that kind of promo guy. That's gonna like he's the like, cocky, like he's good in that way. Like he's 
you know, he's not like the guy that's going to interview a guy coming out and be good at that necessarily at this point. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see like as it goes on. Like, I don't think any of these early ones are good. Spoiler alert, but yep. it's a, uh, I don't know. It is like you said, it is kind of hokey too. Like it's, we've seen Piper's pit. We've seen, you know, other iterations of it now. This, it seems like it's just like a, a stimulus package they're putting together for him just to kind of strap the rocket to him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and we get a Yokozuna squash. Uh, I think he looks bigger before even, before they even talk about it. But Vincent Gorilla fight over, like, whether he's fatter or not and whether the lo- ropes were actually loose from WrestleMania. Again, this is where, like, Gorilla is trying to act like a heel, but he's not a heel man, you know, not a heel commentator. So right. it's really kind of silly. Like, again, I, I love Gorilla, but I think, like, this and him and Vince are, are not a good pairing. No. Uh, the bonsai that he does to this jobber looks dangerous. Like, yes. he just, gets massive air and just squashes him. And, like, to me, like, this looks really bad. And it just sits on him for a while. Like, he does not get up. Um, and so, a decent squash, but I, I think Yoko's looking a lot fatter. They literally bring it up. My, my first note was, Yoko looks fatter, and then they discuss whether he's fatter or not. Uh, so, well, you know, he's just on the downhill. And what's crazy is I was listening to uh, Lex Luger on, like, the Briscoe and Bradshaw podcast. Like, okay. And he mentions that in, like, 1994, I think, they used a, uh, like, a trucking, trucker scale to weigh Yoko around this time, and he was over 600 pounds. Oh, my God. So it's like, yeah. I believe it. When I see this, I'm like, holy yeah. shit, dude. Like, yeah. It, to, to balloon up that fast. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You can just but. tell he just doesn't look as healthy. Like you know, right. it's like he looked big before, but this just looks like unhealthy fat. Is exactly crazy that things. Uh, and then they end raw with not announcing the tag team title. They announced that there's time. You know, still the call. So this is this you'll see in the next raw too. He's like, still have time to call. And then I love Gorilla Monsoon kind of talking about how it could be men on the mission. And he says the Royal Upper how literally exploded when men on the mission. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, I think you're using literally really the wrong exactly. word there. But exactly. it was so funny. Uh, I just had to put that comment in because I I just laughed out loud when he said that. Uh, and that's what the Gorilla's best at. But I think this this commentary role with Vince he, he's a little rough. Yeah, because they're both kind of bombastic, so it's like yeah. they they don't play off of each other; they kind of like compete with each other. So yeah, I don't I don't like this um, duo either. So kind of wish yeah. I, I wish I wish we would have got uh, Jerry Lawler and Gorilla together like for a time. Yeah, yeah, no, kind of cool. Yeah, but. Yeah, they, yeah, definitely. Just not these two. Vince right. isn't great with a lot of people. So <laughs> that's true. That's, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. Um, so then we move out of Superstars. You want to get the first match? Yep. Or? Yep. So uh, my new boy, uh, IRS, starts off with Coco Beware. So I, like, put my first note here. I'm, like, I'm glad that Coco is working more here. Um Because yep. he's just – he's he, that's another guy that Adam Bomb could have worked with, Coco Beware. Um, but he's just a great, like, hand to watch. Like, he's just – even if he's going to lose every time, he's, he's fun to watch. He gets the crowd going. He knows what he's doing in there, so – um, I yeah, really I almost thought, it was yeah. funny. I watched this like the morning after we taped the last one, and the yeah. first match I, I did Superstars first, and right. the first match was Coco Beware. I'm always texting like I can't believe he's still back. Like it's awesome. shocking that he's back, but yes, I love him. Yeah, and, and I was like watching this match. I was like, I don't know if I was just in a good mood watching the match or what, but I'm like, this match is kind of a hidden gem. Like these two are going back and forth. They're working really hard and. I don't know, it's just little matches like this with two kind of pros that you're like, all right, when when they really want to turn it on and kind of put on a, a good show, they can. Um, 
IRS eventually wins with the STF, which is kind of cool too. Like he's not using that yep. clothesline. He kind of uses a submission now. So I don't know. I feel like they're really like not like strapping a rocket IRS or anything, but I feel like they're really relying on him to be like a top of the line heel. And he's like killing it. Like, and, and he's so monotone and he's so, I don't know. I, w- I wish there was a wrestler like that in today's wrestling where you actually wanted to hate him. Like, you don't watch IRS and like, oh, he's he's still cool though. No, he's not cool. He, yeah. You want to boo him? He's he's annoying. He does cheesy stuff. So, um, I don't know. He's just been really like fun to watch and fun to hate at the same time lately. Yep, I, I, I that same thing. I, I talked that there's no way he's still around. Uh, I thought they they brought up uh, to talk on the IRS feud during it as well, which was nice. Right. Um, and then. Uh, Vince also calls the move the penalty, uh, which was just a terrible name. He said that right. that's different than the write off. So right. I don't know. That was kind of kind of stupid. But uh, uh, a bunch. Also, this gives gives like ten minutes for Vince to go off on the IRS four fifteen exactly. White House jokes again. So it's it's kind of more for his. Uh, oh, I see why he gave me the next match too, but more time to just bug on it. So then we get Jeff Jarrett and. Uh, uh, Sorry, Double J and Sparky yep. Plug uh, out there. So, again, this is one from last week where they kind of fought each other. They had multiple things, uh, multiple pins. Doink and Dink got involved. And so, again, we get uh, Sparky Plug and Double J. Double J gets a nice victory, but, again, kind of foots on the ropes, which I like. Like, you know, they're both kind of at the same level, I feel like. And so I like kind of the callback to the other match where there was, you know, shenanigans around the foot of the ropes. And then Dink comes out for some reason. And he chases Double J to the back, or and they, Double J kind of chases him to the back, and out comes Doink, splashes a pail of water on him, and you kind of talk, you kind of preluded to this last time, but here we go, Double J, Double J, and oh. Doink feud throughout the summer. So, uh, I, okay, match. I like the callback, but uh, you know, you kind of saw where this was coming once Dink came down. Well, it's like, who made Dink the fucking authority around here? Like he comes <laughs> out and. and he comes out and like fixes the finish, like what the fuck? And then, then I'm thinking like, okay, Jerry Jarrett has to be in charge here, and he's and he's doing the, all right, I'm not gonna you know shove my boy down everyone's throat. I'm gonna give him the shittiest wrestler in the whole company just to prove I'm not showing any favors here. Um, and then that was my last line too, and you just kind of confirmed it. I said, sadly, this is probably the feud we get instead of the Holly feud. So. Um, I remember Jarrett feuding with Doink, so I'm guessing that's what plays off of this, which sucks, but maybe they can, uh, throw some, like, Memphis magic on it and, and make it a little probably bit not. watchable. But yeah, probably, but probably not, knowing who, it's this version of Doink. And did you, speaking of that, did you see the dark side of the ring of Doink this week, or do you watch that series at all? I only watch it when it's on, um, it's not on like whatever I watch Hulu or something like that. It, I want to watch it, but it, it doesn't come on to the that whatever channel I watch it on. Oh, I watch uh, it on YouTube. It's on YouTube like the okay. next day. Oh but, man, okay, I gotta find it. Okay, yeah, but it, it's uh, it's pretty fucked up. Like he he yeah. was like he was a weird the real doink, you know, the good doink was yeah messed messed up. But yeah, it um it was just something to play off of this because I, I saw that and I was like okay, I, I was actually he was looking good for at it. one point. I was actually looking for it, and it's whatever said wasn't available yet. So then I watched the Macho Man, the Ultimate Warrior. I watched a bunch. Yeah. Of so I kind yeah, of I've seen all the old ones. They're, they're yeah. cool, but um, yeah, YouTube. I'm, like you can literally just go on there the next day and 
all of them are on the the current season. So yeah, I'm just like screw it, I'll watch it that way. It's been a good season. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, some of them are like a little. I mean, they're definitely. I mean, they're all supposed to be sad, but some of them are yeah. a little off to be like. I, I I skipped the Benoit one. I just can't do it. Like, yeah, no, there's it's just hard. a couple. There's a couple where the Stuka one. I'm just like I can't. There are a couple that I'm just like I can't do it. Right. Um, yeah. So, so some of them. Yeah. Some of them are like really exploitative, like the like the Benoit one and stuff too. Yeah. Like, where it's like, all right, we, we've been through this one already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna do that again. So yeah, I yeah. get that. But the Dwayne uh, is pretty cool because it kind of covers our era. So yeah, definitely I'll check it out. out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let me just get through yeah. a little bit next, yep. just because I have a couple. I have a couple of notes just overall. They show okay. highlights of the Quebecers coming out and announcing they're going to fight the three tag teams. So again, they're selling this that you can call ahead and, and fight one of the teams. Uh, the will not be the head shrinkers. Uh, they show Nikolai Volkov again, and then we actually get the head shrinkers. So good timing, and they they're working super stiff. And that it's weird they come out with no Captain Lou, right? And they really get no face pals. So at this point, they're still heels. Um, so it's just kind of weird that the, whatever happened with the Quebecers, like there's just a unique, uh, you know, situation with them right now. Like, and then I read in the observer right around, uh, probably a couple weeks after this, actually Jock put in his notice. So it's probably mm-hmm. why like some of this stuff gets messed around with the Quebecers. Like they're probably trying to find their next feud. And I think some of it just gets sped up because right. he just says I'm done with WWF. I, Meltzer gave no, no indication of why he was putting his notice, but huh. which which seems weird as you're a tag team champion to put in your notice, but yeah, it is what it is. So, but yeah, I, I that, thought is, that is weird. I, I thought very confusing with the head shrinkers, you know, basically still working heels, but they've already been face on Raw. So it's just a little confusing this tag team situation as we brought up a little bit. Like, why are Men of the Mission not getting their title shot? Why are the Quebecers jumping the line? Why is stupid Captain Lou here? Um, just all that stuff kind of boiling up here. Right. And then, so that means like, we're not going to have the Quebecers anymore. And then, so that means like, that means like, uh, Pierre is kind of wandering, I guess, for like a year until he comes back as, um, Jean-Pierre Lafitte. <laughs> yeah. I was like, right. I cannot, th- no, it's not, oh God. Is, it, is that his name? Yeah. Isn't it? Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Cause right now he's peace. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Pierre Carl Roulette right now. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, yeah, right Jean-Pierre now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one was which. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I guess he just goes out to sea for a little while and comes yeah. back to the pirate. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, maybe he's used, maybe he's used on the house show. We'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, definitely. Right. I don't know when, I don't know when he gave his notice either, like how far away he'll be, but it, it just, it was something I kind of noted in there because I was like, the, mm-hmm. the texting stuff's really weird, uh, right now. Like, yeah, I, I also I also guarantee we're the only people that ponder where Carl Roulette is for a year <laughs> before he comes back as a pirate. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think too many people have thought about that. Yeah. Um, next we'll we get uh, we get the Heartbreak Hotel again, like with Brett. So, all right, I, I get I I get like the the charm in this because these guys have such a history, but they just don't play off each other that well. I don't think. Brett's doing like the generic defending champ promo, which yep. honestly I hate when he does that because it's it's so like I don't know. Brett has a gift and a curse of being like from the family he's from, where he does like these like textbook babyface promos. Like it's like it has to be like this. This is what you have to say. Um, they're kind of like really cookie cutter, and I, I hate when it's like that because it's so generic. And like Brett's my my favorite wrestler, so it's kind of hard to like 
like discredit him for stuff like that, but it's true. It's just, I don't know. It's just lame. And then like Sean does like this kind of over the top, um, egging him on thing. It, it just doesn't mix well to me. Like, I don't, I feel like they're like, when I see something like this, it doesn't feel natural at all. And it feels like they're playing wrestler. And I hate seeing that. Like, I hate when it's like forced. When you see like the Brett and Owen promos, it's so real. Like it felt, you know, if, the, if there was a lot of heat there, Brett was into it. You know, the the both guys were into a spirited. This is just kind of, hey, let's you know, this is what they gave us. Let's make it work somehow. And it, I don't know, it just doesn't really feel right to me. And you know, Sean's like saying there's a lot a list of challengers, including them. And the one thing they do good on this is like towards the end. Um, when they're closing, like they pan the camera over to Diesel, so kind of focusing yep. on him. And I thought that was pretty cool, just to kind of give him the the spotlight there. Yeah, and we'll talk about it a, a little bit later. But they do it. I like though that the next Heartbreak Hotel is Owen, so mm-hmm. the, that's pretty cool. They kind of have it like back to back segments, but I think that's right. kind of it. And, and Brett's already done in ninety. Uh, uh, with the last heavyweight champ, right, 92, he did this right. exact same thing. Like, I am the fighting champion. Like, do something yeah, different. Something. I, think. I, f- I feel like, yeah, it's like, let's just do something different with this run. Right. Like, like I feel like it's him, though. I, f- I don't even feel like it's the company. Yeah. I feel like that, like that's him because he does take everything so serious. And that's what makes oh, him yeah. so good in the ring is attention to detail. You know, like, like as a worker, he's phenomenal because of that. But I feel like as a promo, like, I don't know. He just, at least right now, it's just not very like inspired. Like, like, did you come out of this saying, "Okay, I can't wait to see Brett fight somebody"? No, I don't, right. No, you know, no. it was like, a pretty bland promo. Right. Exactly. It's like I don't know. I'm a promo segment guy just as much as I am a match guy, and I, when I see stuff like this, I'm like, "All right, this is just boring." Do you um, watch you yeah. one two three kid because yes. this is your guy. This is crazy. So like, I was just talking about this last episode. I'm like, I think he has a match with one two three kid. I'm like, no fucking way. This is match. That was my first note. This is the match. So, I get, well, I gifted to you too, like in the team right. chat, like saying, "Hey, this is it." And I saw him in the ring. I'm like, "Holy crap!" Like, how is yeah. this happening? Amazing. I'm like, dude, there's no way. So, I'm a you know one two three kid versus Chris Hamrick. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty good Chris Hamrick fan. I'm you know he's he was in the ECWs and like a lot of Southern Indies, and I'm a really big Southern wrestling fan. It's just like. I love, like, even if it's, like, hokey, I just love it. So, like, they're opening this match, and I just see it coming. Like, kid, like, launches him, and he just dies. The camera doesn't even catch it the best, but, like, even the announcers react, like, holy shit. He does the, the bump again. Like, dives feet first to the top of middle rope and just splats on the ground. So, I'm just like, like, like my note was, I, I wish he would have got a job out of this, at least. Like, you know, like, what the hell? The, the reaction of the crowd and him right. uh, is like, I can't believe that they don't keep this around. And exactly. I, my next note is, why not more of this? And, <laughs> like, and he's somebody that works perfect with one, two, three yeah. kid, a guy that like is changing the, like the way people work. Like, you right. know, he's one of the first guys in America to kind of like bring this style in the mainstream. So, um, Another thing I noticed too was I love this look for kid too, like the black and white tights, like a yeah. little gold or whatever. I think it looks way better than that blue look. Um, okay, yep. Yeah, and then even even kid does like a he does like a Tazplex at one point, and then he eventually wins with like a stretch muffler, like the hooking the hooking the leg around the neck and like pulling on it, like what 
Like, I think Brock Lesnar called it the Brock Lock or something when he did it. But it was a cool submission finish, so, like, something different for him, too, um, with a guy that can work that I wish they would. I, I hope he at least stays around as a jobber for a while because he's just really fun to to watch. And this was, like, I just put, like, this is a fun match. Like, this episode is really solid so far, at least in the ring um, from yep. what we've seen. Like, they're, they're kind of on a good little stretch here, like, exciting stuff, so. Yeah, uh, there, also after that move, one, two, three, Ken hits an awesome, uh, drop kick into him. Uh, yeah. they showed it in slow motion, it was like, not that great, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool drop kick. Uh, and then we get Vince's, what a maneuver into, I've never seen that maneuver within the same sentence. Right. <laughs> which was amazing. Uh, again, my note, why, why not more of this? Really, a really cool drop kick. Uh, I didn't know the name of the submission, so I'm like Vince, uh, I just called it what a maneuver, but, uh, definitely a different, uh, a, a different, uh, maneuver there. Um, different for kid. I wonder if he'll ever break that up. It's kind of like the torture wreck for Luger. I'm like, some of these things are just like, are they just tested things out? Are they like, was there a reason for it? So it's kind of, kind of weird on, on that one. Um, and then, then we go, oh, sorry. And then we go to another Yokozuna match where again, my next note is he just looks bigger in there. They do, they do have the King of the ring. They finally mention the King of the ring. Um, uh, that's coming, that is coming, but no, no announcements of when the matches are coming. Uh, and then we have this really weird segment on the greetings on call, I think it's called. <laughs> we get a happy birthday call from Paul Bear and the Taker. I'm not, I'm not really sure what this was. Right. Uh, but it was like something where you could basically have superstars call you. Uh, it was really weird. Um, and then interesting, we kind of get, uh, also there, we get the Fink doing live events review. Uh, versus, you know, they don't, haven't been done doing face to face as much and the updates kind of gone away. Like I, it just, it's kind of the superstar seems like it's changing formats just a little bit. Right. Uh, but just so on the live event, this is what they're doing on the live event run right now. They're doing Brennan Owen the tight versus the title, perfect Luger, Diesel Razor, and then Luna versus uh, Lunger Blaze. So kind of cool. Uh, if you're going to those shows, like that's a pretty cool lineup to get. Yeah. Something um, different. Yeah. Something different. Pretty cool lineup. I, I feel like if you're going to live shows at that time. Uh, versus some of the stuff you kind of get, you know, right. on C-level shows and in prior years. So, uh, and then we get, uh, the announcement for next week. We got Quang versus Tatanka. Owen Hart will be on the, on the Heartbreak Hotel as well. Anything else on the Superstars? No, nope. I think we're all good. Yeah. So next we're going to go to, uh, April 11th. This is going to be a live Raw. So pretty cool. Uh, these usually a little bit better. Just the crowd's more into it. Um, and we get Macho Man. Uh, commentating, uh, which is, which is, gr- I always love these, uh, with the War Memorial, uh, auditorium right. in Utica, New York. And, uh, they're still trying to get, <laughs> still trying to get votes for the, uh, yeah. stupid, uh, the stupid, uh, tag That's team, Mike. And, and then my yeah. next note is they, they kind of each team cuts a promo and the smoking guns promos are just the worst. Like, man, man, so Bush- man the mission of bushwhackers, like, are, are, are fun. And right. then it's, it's like the smoking guns are so bad and bland and like they miss their cue to finish. They're, they're just bad. So, uh, we get a huge cheer then out for Virgil's return. So guy had never expected to be back, but I thought the crowd was into him. Uh, the crowd came out hot for him. Uh, somebody has to be. It has to be, but the crowd, this crowd was, you, you would New York, big Virgil town. Right. Uh, so he got him fighting Olive Diesel. <laughs> he's fighting, he's fighting Diesel and, uh, he, uh, Vince, uh, during this match, they really start bringing up that, you know, Shawn Michaels is holding Diesel back, which is really interesting given the way we know the year ends. Like, right. they already started to bring that up. 
Um, uh, Macho Man in this match is that like Diesel rushes with so so much tenacity and so much force and so quickly. And like as he's saying that, Diesel's slowly walking, like slowly pulling up his pants. Like it was just like terrible timing. Uh, right. Part of the problem with the right. show, but I, I just don't think Diesel has much here, and it's weird they're going to go with him, kind of on a, on a long range, a long range uh, focus. But I thought it was a fun match. The crowd, you know, again we're we're a live crowd, so the crowd's up, pumped up. Virgil definitely got the crowd going, and Diesel kind of looks like a monster putting over a guy like you kind of mentioned earlier, like an atom bomb. Like Diesel kind of did this here, so good of Virgil take the squash and. Uh, Open us up on a fun, fun little match for Raw. Yeah, it, I thought Sean was great on the outside too. Like I thought he was plays like the manager role really well. And like I noticed he called him Big Daddy Cool at, at one point too. So I wonder if that's the first time that we heard that. I don't remember really hearing Big Daddy Cool yet. Um, and what you said was true. Like, like I am a big Kevin Nash Diesel fan, but. To see him get this, like, launched this early and this quick, um, like, we know something's coming up soon. And then, like you said, at the end of the year as well, like, that's crazy how fast he uh, rises like that for somebody that's still relatively not, like, polished in the ring or anything like that. Um, I guess Vince just is, like, you know, not really wanting the smaller guys to be champion. Like, he's just, like, that's just really his thing or whatever, like. I don't know, Diesel kind of reminds me of, like, the Ultimate Warrior, where he's, like, you know, just a bigger guy, and, like, he's not the status quo or whatever, and they're just going to push him and, and go with him, I guess, no matter what. Yeah, but Warrior got over, I, just my opinion, I think Warrior got over with the crowd, and, like, you had to go that way. Diesel Way more over, it, right? yeah. Yeah, I, I get at the Rumble, Diesel was definitely a mega push, but, like, mm-hmm. that hasn't happened again. I need to, and maybe he's getting over in the house feud, but, like, house shows... But at the Raw, even when he's fighting anyone, he's not over, right? Like, but is, is, anyone, is anyone that over with the crowd right now that is a world title contender? Like, I'm trying to think. Well, Maybe I Razor. Think they're, they're, they're sh- right, they're short on guys. I, I get it. They're definitely short on guys, right? Right. Um, especially with Sean taking off, right? Like, Sean's going to be supposedly off mm-hmm. uh, or whatever, taking some time off because he's doing the Heartbreak yeah. Hotel instead of fighting. So right. I, I, I get they're short on guys, but, like, they could have built up Diesel a little bit, and maybe this is the start of it. Maybe we'll see him like on a Sid run the next couple yeah. weeks, yeah. right? If this is it, I think that's a good start, right? But I'm not sure they go that way. So, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I, just, I, I actually I don't like, remember. Yeah, I feel like they could have went longer term storytelling and done you know the first stretch of this later in the year, right? Then did the world title later in '95, maybe. You know, and kind of just went that way, but they, I don't, they feel like they rush it, and it's just, I guess, I guess, you know, that's why a lot of people don't like 95. I love 95, so I'm not the one to talk, but, um, so carrying on from there, now we get, uh, Jerry Lawler being carried out on the, the sedan or whatever <laughs> from, from the guys, and <laughs> all of a sudden he's just dropped onto the, onto oh, the apron, which was awesome. So and did, did you uh, did you recognize one of the guys that was carrying him? Well, did you recognize two of the guys? Uh, it was uh, well, Dio and Dwayne Gill. Yeah, Gilberg. Yeah, Gilberg. Two, yeah. yeah, I wrote yeah. those, but yeah, it was funny. And Dilo, Dilo was great acting there too. Of like talking about the king, like I thought he did a really good job selling it. Like, yeah. but it was pretty funny. And 
the one thing is then we'll get to superstars and Vince of course kills the joke by the end, right? He just right. really kills it, uh, of just like over the top on it, but it is a pretty funny segment. Oh, it's great. It. Like, the gift like, is great. Yeah. The gift, the gift of it is amazing. Like just Lawler is just so yeah. good at this stuff. Like this yeah. is hokey. This is the hoke, right? He's yeah. not afraid to go all in. I, I, in Memphis in the eighties, you had freaking Freddy Krueger. You had like Batman appear one time in the seventies. You had the mum. You had all this stuff. Um, he's just not afraid to go all in and, and, you know, make wrestling be what it's supposed to be like a show, you know? So it was pretty cool to see that. Um, that does lead, however, to the King's court, which I think is a better segment than the heartbreak hotel. Um, and he, he's, he's got Luger coming out. So, He's kind of grilling Luger about perfect, and Luger's kind of, I don't know, I don't think he's uninspired with this feud, but it just doesn't seem the same anymore. Like, like he was so hot on the um, Lex Express run, and he was kind of into it. Now it's just like he's, like he's doing, like what I said about Brett earlier, he's kind of doing the same where he's just playing wrestler um, and kind yep. of just going along with it. And I don't even think this feud really amounts to anything between him and perfect, so maybe that Things are still kind of up in the air, but I don't know. I just, I don't feel, I feel like Lawler did a really good job because he's like the annoying heel or prodding him, but Luger just didn't really play off it as well to me. Well, Luger spent most of his interview like mocking the king, which, okay, it was really funny, but is that what Luger should be doing? Like he should be right. way above like potty humor, you know? Um, right. It's just me, right? Like, and then Luger sat in his chair, and like that, that it got the crowd reaction. But again, it's just something like kind of hokey that I feel like right. King's perfect for that, right? Like lower King exactly. down in that kind of segment, but like Luger shouldn't be like in those like comedy segments. Just, just my opinion, right? Um, but that's yeah, and, and and then that leads into uh, Bob Holly versus Barry Horowitz, which was solid, you know, whatever squash match, but it's yeah. really a backdrop for. Mr. Perfect calling in, and he is the total opposite of Luger. Like, he is on fire with this. Like, I don't know, like, if he just, you know. Well, um, he's enjoyed... right. Exactly. He's <laughs> I right. I think that helps. And he, yeah. And he also, I think he enjoys playing a heel a lot more, so he's more yeah. into it. Like, he's just, he's on fire. Like, I, like, I, I'm, like, we both are a sucker for these, like, call in segments, anyways. But just to hear his, like, passion. And you're kind of watching the Bob Holly match, whatever. It's a squash. You know, he's going to win. Um, I'm, I just, like, stood, like, sat up, like, watching. I'm like, oh, man, like, perfect. I've, I haven't really been high on perfect. But then I see or I hear something like this. And I'm like, man, he's kind of makes me, like, on his side. And I'm also into it now. So it was pretty good stuff from him. Yeah, and he's, like, really, really saying, like, well, I was a gentleman and, like, let that pass. Like, Luger threw him in the ring. He's like, because I knew right. it was a title match. I didn't do it, right? Like, he actually was like, he's got a great point. He's like, but after, like, six times of Luger bending the rules, I had to, you know, had to finally call him out for it. It's like, you are right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I thought that was great by him. Right. Uh, you want me to go next? Yeah. Yep. All right. I don't know if you want the title match or not. No, you can go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, so we, we still get the kind of they're at, at backstage where they're they're talking about how calls are still coming in, and you kind of get all the tag teams in the back kind of fighting over, you know, who's going to be – fighting, and so we get the Quebecers come out first, uh, and then there's a long pause, and the men on the mission come out. Oscar is an awesome rap, I thought. Uh, changing the words a little bit, how we, he, they beat him at WrestleMania 10, they're going to do it again, which again hasn't been really brought up a lot. Uh, I think crowd is all into this, like um, this match, like it's a fun a fun match. I think actually better than the WrestleMania 10 match, 
because I think the crowd's hotter into this. I think just at WrestleMania 10, they were kind of, that was just like the lull right before the title match. So the crowd's been, always been in a mission, but I thought they were really hot for this. I think they're just thinking there's going to be a title match, a title change here for sure. Like, that's just the way it was. Uh, they talk a lot about how their head shrinkers are still in this tag team title feud. So they're really spending a lot of time talking that over, which again is kind yeah. of weird. Them been on the mission. So you kind of see it like if you actually know what's going to happen and you just hear right. that language. It's like, it's very, it's very obvious what happens. They, they, the last three minutes of the match, they keep doing the spot where one tag team member would get a pin, the one would distract the referee, the other one would run in and basically flip them over, and then it would be one, two, three count. They probably did that like four times. Um, and, and finally, the Mabel's outside the ring kind of doing doing some damage on the outside of the ring, which, again, is just a stupid tag team move. And the Quebecers get the kind of cheap win. Um, sad for men on the mission that this was their probably high point. Right. <laughs> These right. like three weeks between having a WrestleMania tag team match, winning the title, and exploding the Albert Hall, and then <laughs> kind of you know this like this seems might like the end. Maybe we'll see a little bit more from them, but it kind of seems like this is the end. And the Quebecers go over. And like I said, the announcers spent way too much time talking about how head shrinkers are the team to reckon with versus you know putting over men on mission who again won at WrestleMania. So feels like a disappointment, especially as high the crowd was into this. Like they should just gone with it. Just go with uh, the switch to to men on the mission. You know, yeah, switch it back to him next week. Like no one cares about the Quebecers' run, so kind of disappointed right. in that. This just felt like a means to an end. Like this, like yeah. okay, like we know Metal Mission's over. We don't want to just completely kill them, but we just have to go through with this. Um, they didn't though. They could have done something different. They could have gave them the belts and kind of just seen where they could have went with this, you know. And, and at least had, at least you have like a really overact if nothing yeah. else, you know. And if the Quebecers are going to leave. You know, at least you have that natural transition. Yeah. Um, two men on a mission, and, and the head shrinkers can still win the belts from them, like if it happened or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they just kind of they're like they're kind of like half pushing these guys right now. Yep. Anything else on Raw? I think that's all. Nope, I think notes. we're all good there. Yep. And they talk about that the king. Uh, they laugh again about the king at the end and say that he's going to have another guest next week. So seems like they're kind of going back and forth between King's Court and Heartbreak Hotel is the interview segment. Just right. Seems right. like to set up some feuds. Uh, you know, it seems like a lot of stuff is in shuffle right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they really haven't, like we said, haven't brought up anything on King of the Ring. One quick promo and that's it. Um, exactly. All right, we on to uh, Superstars. Superstars. Yeah, yep. four, four, six, 16. So this is tape the same one that we had last time out of Lowell, Massachusetts. Uh, so super, these supers, both these superstars are taped at the same taping. Uh, we start out with Lex Luger coming out, um, and it's cheap, uh, cheapest victory for him. Uh, definitely over the crowd. They're really pushing this like uh, made in the USA. Like they stamp it on his logo now. They stamp right, it right. On the Titantron. And, uh, so something's going on with that. I don't know what, but like, they're definitely pushing that. So maybe like his merchandise, I'll have that on there, but there's mm-hmm. definitely this made in the USA thing. And then, uh, they call his move the torture rack, but they call it the back- backbreaker, which is just interesting, you know, knowing how long everyone knows it as a torture rack from, <laughs> right. you know, from Luger and they're, it's called backbreaker. So, okay, squash, but, um, and, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, nothing and just, they brought up again, per- perfect a little bit. So, right. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add. I, no, want to say, I want to give you the next match. That's why. Yeah, I, the, this. Uh, yeah, the, the Luger Luger squash was really nothing. Kind of just a, a quick start to the show. Um, yeah. But then what we get next is awesome. So this is uh, Tatanka versus Quang. Like I honestly had no hopes for this at all. Like I'm like, okay, Quang's 
Quinn's actually kind of decent so far, and Tatanka is really over. So um, I was just like, this is probably just going to be like a quick match. Well, like it was cool when um, Tatanka comes out, like Lawler calls the headdress like buzzard feathers. So yep. Lawler just like is ripping into him. And like these two start off really hot. Like they're both inspired. They're both like, you know, working hard to begin. Um, just going back and forth, like real athletic, you know, for their size. And then IRS comes out, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like this, you know, he's adding a little twist to this match. Um, it gets towards the end of the match, and Tataka comes at our, our IRS is kind of up there distracting Tataka, and he goes after him, and Quang just like sprays the mist in his face, which is pretty cool. Did we have? have is this the first time we've seen Quang do that? I don't. He did a definitely. He did the miss at Royal Rumble for sure. Oh, that's right. I, I don't know. After that, if he's done it, okay, but you're right. He's at the Rumble, right? So it was pretty cool that he did that too. Like you haven't yeah. really seen that like on TV at least. So um, that causes them to like tie up Satanka and the ropes, and IRS just starts jumping them and like you know he's got him tied up and then he, he puts the headdress on and starts mocking Satanka to his face and like I'm just like man, he is killing it right now as yeah. a heel. Like this is just so awesome and it's such a like. Uh, like this, I don't, I don't want to use like hyperbole or anything, but this is the best feud right now in the company to me is IRS and Tatanka. And I never thought I'd say that in April of 1994 that these two were putting the best feud so far, but like it's just cool. And then they do this like little twist where uh, Strongbow comes out and he gets a nice pop from the crowd as he like attacks yeah. IRS. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like anytime you have like that old legend come out and get, you know, get an upper hand, but they did the smart thing and didn't kill IRS. So he comes back and just pummels, um, <laughs> strong, strong will like the fuck, like your old ass ain't gonna, ain't gonna keep me down. You know, like I'm out here with button ups, killing dudes and stuff. So he's pummeling him right in front of Tatanka too, as he's tied the rope. So like, and he just starts ripping the feathers, even like shoves them down strong pants and everything. It's just, Oh, it's such great heel work. And he's just, Tatanka's great too, because he's like showing like the agony too. Like he's screaming and everything. And I'm just like, man, like this is some of the most heat we've seen in such a long time, like since we've done this at least. Yep. I don't know that I've seen more heat in a segment, um, so far. And I'm just like, man, these two are just killing it right now. Like this is a feud I never realized I needed. Um, yep. This is great <laughs> stuff. Like, IRS and Tatanka, who knew? Yeah, I also love that, too, Shamba was uh, out a couple weeks ago, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure fans remembered him, but it's like, okay, he's someone that, oh, yeah, I remember this guy, right? Like, so right. it gives him credibility, not just this random guy coming out, right? So you can connect the dots a little bit there. But, yeah, I, I thought he took great bumps, too, man. I was like, yep. man, I can't believe he's getting his ass beat. Like, I just thought he was going to come out there and, like, whatever. But this became an ass beating. Like, right. There's no other way to describe it. Iris was vicious during this, and not just like a you know like nine hair nine chair shots to the head type vicious. Like he was like you said shoving it down his pants, like really shoving it into uh, Tataka's mouth as well. Like it looked gross actually from Tataka. Like he was spitting it up like the feathers because the probably does not taste great. Um, All right. <laughs> it was it was a great match. It, weird that Quang would go for the spit. The only thing I'm bad about it was like it's really weird for the 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 spray. Like why he would do that just because IRS was out there, but it adds to like IRS take taking the kind of weasel way to attack Tatanka, like when he's kind of out of it. But kind of mm-hmm. weird. 
weird why would Quang would do that, right? Like cause himself to get a DQ, right? Like that's the only thing I would have bad on this. Yeah. This, like, yeah. This, and who cares about Quang, but it's just kind of a weird. I was like, that's weird. Why would he do that? But, uh, this, this was an ass beating. This was awesome. I hope this turns into something. It's obviously they've been playing this up a little bit. So I thought Tatanka was like dead in the water, like from right. a while. And it, again, I, I just did a, a new gen with JT and, and Ryan that'll be on soon. And, it was weird we were kind of talk about Tatanka's heel turn. And, like, I wonder if it's going to be hot, right, uh, over time or, like, when he kind of dies off yeah. um, kind of being this hot. But this is a, a great hidden gem feud. Um, and they and it, King just loves this. Like, King is dying the whole time this is happening, which is great, right? I think that's a great uh, foil for Vince to tell that Vince is telling the story and King is adding, like, the beat out and just adding the, the – the, you want IRS to get his, you know – his beat down later. So this was great. Right. And if any, if anyone ever wonders like why we do superstars, it's stuff like this. Like, yeah. Like, you know, this kind of an angle that is like, like I couldn't imagine missing this. And like, I would be so pissed if I didn't, if we didn't see this, like it was so good. So well, Raw's only an hour, right? And there's a lot of stuff. I think we'll really see at this cycle that there's going to be a lot of King of the Ring matchups. They're Mm -hmm. obviously using the heartbreak hotel to bring along storylines. So superstars, you know, it was is the beach almost like the SmackDown now, right? Of like, right, you know, right. It, it, there's a lot of stuff happening. I, I think we, you know, didn't go to Wrestling Challenge or Mania. There's stuff that happens every once in a while, but this type of stuff is happening on Superstars, you know, kind of weekly. There's been some bad Superstars, but there's been a lot of good angles, and this is just one of those, mm-hmm. you know, a angles that we were, we never would have seen on Raw. So exactly, exactly right. Glad to cover it. Uh, we get Ben on the mission next. Really weird. They they just start the the match without their theme song. I just don't understand yeah. it. It's their biggest part of them, and they just skip that. Maybe there was like a issue with the editing or something, but really weird. Whatever. Standard squash. They again talk very lightly about the King of the Ring, uh, and then we get Bam, we get the Bam Bam Bigelow and his squash. This was awesome uh, in the fact yeah. that he did uh, the moonsault. <laughs> the moonsault off the top rope. The crowd like gasps when they see him going up. Uh, during this match, they really talk up both Earthquake, that Bam Bam, you know, had that little confrontation last week on Superstars, and then also that Luna's going after Lunja Blaze. So, pretty, pretty cool there. Uh, it also mentioned that, uh, sorry, Lunja Blaze is going to be on King's Court next week. So, clearly setting up something for Lunja and, and Luna. Let's see if that goes anywhere. We, we loved that Luna Sherry stuff last year. So, I'm right. interested to see if that kind of goes anywhere. Because I don't remember that feud, but again, maybe, not watching the Raws and Superstars as much during this time. Maybe we're getting something good out of that. I don't know if you have anything yeah. else nope. to add on those two matches. Nope. So uh, from there, we get a Duke Drossy vignette, and I just oh, put, yep. yes. Like, <laughs> uh, this guy, so he's one of the first guys that like, I remember as a baby face like, when I was watching full time. And I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know if it'll hold up, but he's another guy I loved. Um like and he's it's so cheesy a dumb like yep. a, a trash man, but <laughs> yep. he was just a big dude. He was cool. I love the the Triple H match. So, um, well, I guess we'll just see as it goes on as this plays out. Like if it's just the the charm or whatever of it is still there or not. So, cool little stuff from him. Um, we get the Heartbreak Hotel with Owen now, and I, I felt like you know if the segment's getting a little bit better um, with Owen kind of carrying it. Like, you know, playing off of the Brett stuff, but it's still not, it's still just kind of like the, like, second rate. Like, I, I like the funeral parlor better, obviously Piper's Pit, like, everything else, King's Court. They're just a little bit better talkers leading it, I think, than Sean. Um, so it's just still not all the way there yet, but 
Owen does a pretty good job kind of keeping the, the Brett feud alive, I guess. It's just I don't feel like they're in the direction yet um, that they will go, like, full on. So it's like, are you are they feuding still? Is it, Are they still going to fight? I don't know. Um, just kind of halfway there. Um, then to close the show, we get uh, our Earthquake Squash followed by a Crush Squash. Really nothing um, of note from me on those, so... I don't know if you had anything to add to any of that. Uh, just real quick, Earthquake uh, hit the jobbery fights. Eric, Eric, oops, uh, Eric Cody looks rough. He does not look. Yeah, good. and it's weird that they have Bam Bam and Earthquake back to back, but they didn't do like any type of segment between them. Like, true. How easy would that have been? Just have them run into each other in the ring again. So I don't know. It's kind of silly. And then Crush fights uh, Nikolai Volkov. Uh, like when he comes out, Crush's theme music one is the worst. And Crush is so bland, and why he's fighting Nikolai Volkov, like, this is the feud. This is a feud I do not want to see, is Nikolai versus uh, Crush. Right, uh, right. And then he does, I don't know if he's been doing it, but he does the heart punch. Uh, and it, it, Vince calls it out that that's the old start uh, San Stasiak move, which is a cool throwback, uh, you know, reference. I, I know they're going to bring back the Hall of Fame, so I feel like they're, you know, the Chief J and, and you know, mentioning Stasiak here, that they're maybe going back of like, hey, maybe we should bring back a little Lou, bit. Lou Albano, too. Lou Albano. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're trying to go to that a little bit. Like, hey, we're going to have this new gen thing, but we're also going to have a little bit of, like, the old-timer feel to it. Right, uh, right. Just to kind of get people to, there. Um, and I don't know if you had anything else to add, but... I, I just, no, I just thought it was a really good episode. I thought, yeah. like, the, the, the three of these four were really good, and, and the other one was still solid. So it was a really yeah. good stretch of shows here. Yeah, that Bam Bam match was awesome. Like that crowd was for that for that moonsault. He was vicious during the match too. I know. I know. I, we don't always talk about that. Like these squashes, like move for move. But like he was vicious on there. So I, I love that uh, during that during that match. So um, cool stuff. And again, I wish that we just had done something with the earthquake and Bam Bam because I feel like that could be a cute, cool feud. But we'll see mm-hmm. if it goes anywhere. Anything else? No, I think we're all good. All right, let's go to uh, awards. Uh, most new gen outfits. Uh, man, I don't want to go just Jarrett and Holly again. Uh, I guess I'll go since I mentioned it. I'll go with one, two, three kids newer look right now. Okay, I thought maybe say Duke Grossy, but I'm gonna go everyone in the tag team, <laughs> in the ten man tag team match. Oh, nice. just, just the whole team, like that colorful. Like you kind of you mentioned it perfectly. Like just the amount of colors of that ring at that time. Uh, except for IRS, but everyone right, else right. is coming. Uh, most new gen performer. Man, I'm gonna go with IRS. Like he's, like, like I'm telling you, like he is somebody I would have never thought I liked at all. Like I, w- I would think I had nothing, yeah, you know, for him at all. And he just really, like, like even the Coco Beware match was fun, really fun. And then the obviously the stuff with the Tonka was just like put it over the top. So I really have to give him his props. Yeah, I'll go. Oops, I lost the page, but I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna go one, two, three, kid. Uh, his match was awesome. He was good in the in the ten man tag match, so I'll go him. Uh, worst right. match or segments? I think um, there wasn't anything like terrible, but the the one that I thought was boring is the heartbreak hotel with Brett. So I'll probably have to say that. I'm gonna say just. All three segments of the Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. I thought they were all bad. I, I thought the Raw one was actually the worst. So I'll, I'll just say the Raw one, but I thought they were all bad. I, it I sucks, know. too, because I, I had high hopes for it. But, I mean, maybe it'll get better, but yeah. it just does not – I don't know. I'm not feeling it. 
Uh, best match or segments? Definitely the the Quang versus Tatanka match in the in the aftermath for me. Yep. I, I would go that normally too, but I'll, just to do something different, the King falling and Neil yeah. Brown's acting yeah. and Gilbert being and Gilbert being there, uh, and it, Gilbert pretending like he can carry anything that I thought that was great. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'll go that. Uh, anyone stock up? I I think do you have to go IRS? I, but IRS, one hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, let me see. Anyone that I thought I'm gonna go. Bam, bam. After that, uh, awesome. Smash a squash like that. That was. That moonsault. I mean, one, two, three came very, very high on. I would also already get high game of MVP. Uh, right. Earthquake, Earthquake looked good, good at both his matches. But I'm going to go Bam Bam. That moonsault, just the crowd gasping. Uh, and then just talking up his feud, I thought it was great. Uh, anyone stacked down? So it's out of two guys that that lost at Mania. It's out of Yoko and Sean. Um, at least Sean has a segment. Yoko just doesn't feel like anything right now. I'm probably going to have to go Yoko on this one. Yeah. He's pretty sad. He just looks yeah. fatter, and the fact that they had a segment arguing about if he's fatter or not is right. not, not a good sign. Right, I feel um, like they're done with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back-to-back times with Men on the Mission. Uh, just to lose the yeah. title match, you know, just have to get called in to, to even get a tag team title match. Right. It's kind of embarrassing. Uh, they barely beat out the Bushwhackers and Smoking Guns, so I don't know, just kind of bland, especially knowing that What's what I think happens with the next with the Quebecers over the next couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. It just feels like the Men on Mission could have taken that title mm-hmm. instead. Would have been a fun raw moments, but so it was kind of bland, right? Anything else? Uh, we got no, I, mean, I think I think I think we're hitting a really a really hot stretch right now, like with you know good top to bottom shows with a mix of like solid matches and angles. So it's it's going to be a pretty pretty fun period right now. Yeah, I, I'm just, what I'm really shocked at is that there's just been no, uh, uh, King of the Ring talk or even qualifying. Matches. Right. So like, I feel like that's kind of cool that we're going to have like a really come fast and furious, I feel like, uh, mm-hmm. uh the next couple of weeks because they're, they're always, you know, they're, those are always fun. You kind of get the random matches. So, right. uh, really excited about that. And then, you know, I kind of knowing what the King of the Ring crowd, like the matches are, they've, they've done no build up for it. So it feels like it's good that pay per views can come pretty quickly. Uh, it will also be interesting to see in the next couple of weeks. Vince obviously goes to trial very soon. Yep. So it's good. You know, we've kind of talked about some of the commentary issues we've had. It'll be interesting to see, like, if the commentary really starts to fall apart in the next couple of weeks without, without Vince there sometimes. So, uh, be a fun couple of weeks, uh, ahead as we make our way to King of the Ring. Yeah, and I'm, like, yeah, like you said, I, I want to see how that build to the King. Like, I've seen the King of the Ring, but I don't remember the build at all to that. So, um, and obviously what the outcome is for the King of the Ring, I wonder how like that plays out on TV. So I'm pretty interested to see how that goes. Yep, very, very excited. So we'll, we'll catch you up, everyone, in two weeks. And uh, thanks again for listening, rating, review, and following. And uh, see you in two weeks. Yes, sir. Bye.